Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the word of God, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives. And this morning, we want to focus on, we're talking about the words of Jesus, things Jesus said that can transform us. And I might add, can t- this is about revival today. We all want to see it. We're all concerned with things happening in our country, the increased secularization. What could be the problem? We want to point to the schools. We want to point to the media. We want to point to the the cancellation, the cancel culture. Could there be something deeper that we in the church are missing out on? And I think Jesus is going to address that. I'm going to address that this morning in this message that Jesus, something he said here. Let's get right into it. In Matthew chapter 9, starting with verse 5, Jesus, the scripture says this, Jesus was going through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. There was a spiritual need. And Jesus saw it. He, he, he was alert to it. He didn't just criticize them for it. He was concerned about it. He had a heart of compassion. It says literally he felt compassion. Uh, the, some translations, I believe the King James says, he was moved inwardly. His inward parts were moved. He, he felt it within him, a love and a compassion for these people. He wasn't just disgusted with them. He wasn't just irritated with them. It's so easy to be that way, but rather he felt compassion deep in his soul. And so what do you do when you feel that? What's the answer? He saw the problem and he identified the problem and he was moved with compassion about the problem. The problem was the people. The people were dispirited. They were distressed. They were downcast. They were like sheep without a shepherd. They were hurting. They were in pain. And Jesus gives us a solution. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Wow. What a a, a powerful statement. Let that sink into you. There is an abundant harvest, he said. I think it's still true today. Maybe more true. There's a lot more people out there. There is a harvest. People are to be saved. This is what he's talking about, I believe. We'll look at this in a second. There's a harvest, but there's few people to work it. It's like the fields are left unplowed or the fields are left unharvested. And Jesus notices this. There's so much opportunity. And And he says, we've got to take advantage of the opportunity. And so what does he say? Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. This was his request. This was his commandment. This is something he said we should pray about. Workers in the harvest. Now, what was this harvest he's talking about here? Well, I think we know it's a gospel harvest. The answer to the the need of people's lives isn't more money or better government or, or the change. Really, it's, it'd be nice to change society. We believe as Christians, we don't 
impose societal change from the top, but rather what we want in, in America, we're used to the republic in which we live, and we want change to come from the, the fact that the people and the leaders of our country are respecting the will of the people. Well, sadly, more and more, the will of the people isn't to honor God. It once was. Our country's gone through some big changes. And if you're part of my generation, you can remember back to a time when God was far more honored. The Bible was far more honored. People knew the gospel. People knew what it meant to be a Christian. Far more people went to church. Far more people had as their foundation what the Bible said was morally right or wrong. Well, those days are quickly changing from several generations now. There has been a generational change of people who have not been raised with that, and they've rejected, they've rejected this, the biblical teaching about life and what's good, right, and true. We know this. This is not news to you. We've, we now call evil good and good evil. What is the solution? Could the solution still be that there's a harvest out there? And what really needs to be is we need workers in the harvest? Look what Jesus said. He, told, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Could that be the answer, the need for the gospel to go forth more strongly? Look at what Paul says in Romans 1, verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Well, let's stop right there because let's be honest. Many, many people who name the name of Christ, are, you wonder, are they ashamed of the gospel? Do they understand the power of the gospel? Do they accept and believe the power of the gospel? Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He had suffered for it. He'd been in prison for it. He wasn't ashamed of what he was saying. He had been ultimately canceled for it. He'd been rejected from synagogues. He'd been stoned for the gospel. And he said, I'm not ashamed of it. Why? He knew something. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. That's the answer. And so we go back to what Jesus said here. If the gospel is the answer, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few, he says, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Now, I come from a tradition where our goal has always been to get everybody to share the gospel all the time. And that would be wonderful. But I have, I've come to believe that there are spiritual gifts that people have. And some people who, what Jesus was referring to here when he said workers in the gospel, he wasn't referring to, you know, share your testimony with someone you have, when you have the opportunity, look for opportunities at work or at school to share the gospel. He was talking about people dedicated, dedicated to the work. Shall we say the difference between someone who has a home garden and likes to grow some vegetables in the backyard and a farmer who's got a whole field that he's planting? I think Jesus was saying we need farmers planting the whole field, harvesting the whole field. And sadly, this has been something that's been lost in our Christian churches. We have, we have moved to a model in many churches where our belief is invite unbelievers to church whereby there they can hear, they can be around us, they can see us, break down stereotypes, hear the message and perhaps over time be saved. Bad news is, most people won't come to church anymore. They're not interested anymore. They've already written us off. 
more and more we need to take it to their turf. More and more we need to take the gospel outside of the church, and we need to take it to people. And I just want to be honest, if if you're not a gospel worker, this is harder than sometimes us leaders give you credit for. To be well-trained and have the answers, to know what to say, if you aren't sharing the gospel regularly, as in nearly every day, you know, it's easy to, well, what should I say here? What should I have said there? How would I answer this question? How do I bring a person to a point of decision? And it's and it's uh, expecting a lot of the average person. Should we try? Of course. But Jesus, I think without workers, without workers, without dedicated workers in the gospel, I'm not talking about pastors. I'm not talking about church staff people. I'm not talking about administrators. I'm talking about gospel workers, people who are dedicated to the gospel, people who have spent hours each day sharing the gospel, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's setting up some table somewhere and talking to people who come by, whether it's publicly preaching as I do, whatever it is, it's gospel workers, dedicated, focused, in giving time, just like that farmer wouldn't... uh, wouldn't have much of a crop if he just kind of showed up, if he just planted seeds and harvested or plowed, you know, whenever the opportunity came periodically on a small little plot. Folks, I want to encourage all of us should look for opportunities to share our testimony, to hand out a piece of gospel literature, to give them a copy of my book, Five Questions Perhaps, to to invite people to church. We should do all these things. I'm not poo-pooing that in any way at all. But we've lost the gospel workers. And even many missionaries, I I hate to say it, many people in campus ministry are all about more building relationships and just spending time getting to know people, building bridges, without often crossing those bridges. Folks, let's remember, the gospel is the power of God for salvation. The gospel is the power of God for salvation. Jesus said, go and preach the gospel to all creation. We're told that uh, this is what we're told to do. And so when he says to pray for workers, this is what we need to pray for. This is what we need to encourage people who, and we need to cry out to God, God, raise up workers, raise up people who are in the gospel day and night. I have the opportunity, the last year and a half, two years, uh, every week, every week, I am teaching a Bible study to gospel workers in Nepal and then also in India. And these are people who are in the gospel, and they're expected to be sharing the gospel one-on-one or publicly preaching six to eight hours every single day, out working, meeting people, sharing the gospel. That's what we need. That's what we need. We need campus missionaries. We need missionaries in our cities. We need missionaries in our schools that are actually sharing the gospel day by day, day by day, because that's how we get good at it, and that's how we see a harvest. Paul told us this in 2 Corinthians, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows abundantly will also reap abundantly. I realize most of us can't sow abundantly. We can support those who do, and we can pray for those who do, 
And that's what we should do. And Jesus said, pray for the Lord of the harvest to put send out workers, those who can sow abundantly, those who can harvest a field. That's what we need to be praying. I believe that understanding this gift and supporting people, not just people who are pastoring and shepherding the church, but people who are out in evangelism, there's not very many. We need thousands and tens of thousands in our land. Our country is dying for a famine of the Word of God. And let me tell you, most Americans aren't sitting in church hearing the Word of God on a Sunday. Most Americans aren't hearing it anywhere. And this is why our country is experiencing the problem it is, because we're only saying it in the church, and most of the people aren't coming to the church. And so what are they listening to? They're, they're, they're developing a religion of secularism, of paganism, uh, and so forth. Pray for workers to be sent out into the harvest. Shall we do it right now? Oh, Father in heaven, we pray to you, the Lord of the harvest, the God of the harvest, the God who knows the souls and the hearts of men and women, the God who gave us the Holy Spirit and sent forth the Holy Spirit to live in us, the the God who sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the Savior of the world, And Jesus, you who commanded us to go and preach the gospel to all creation, because the gospel is the power of God for salvation. We cry out to you. We lift up our voice. We pray, O God, send out workers into your harvest field. Raise them up. Raise up young and old. Raise up people of different ethnic backgrounds. Raise up people who can can reach out and who will have a zeal for evangelism, who will have a compassion for the lost who will see the people like sheep without a shepherd, and who will go forth and who will harvest souls for you. How we pray for it. Father, there's a famine in our land of the Word of God. So few people are ever hearing it anywhere. And we pray you'd send out workers into the harvest. I ask, Lord, you'd raise up effective evangelists online. And, and the, uh, even ministries like what I'm doing here, Lord, make help me know, Lord, how to reach un, unsaved people, lost people online. Give me creative ideas and raise up others who know how to, through the, through the social media and so on, reach the lost with the message of the gospel. And face-to-face evangelism, one-on-one, public preaching, uh, through every and every means possible. Lord, through every means possible. Raise up workers for your harvest, we pray. And Lord, help us to identify those who are gifted that way. and Let us get behind them with our financial support, with our prayer support, with our encouragement. It's a tough job. It's a tough job they're called to do, often discouraging, often hard. Help us, Lord, to get behind them, and we pray for these workers. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, you, ought to, you might want to pray that prayer yourself regularly. That's one thing Jesus commanded. Pray the Lord of the harvest. Beseech the Lord of the harvest, it says in Luke 10. I have friends who set their watch for either 937, which is what this verse is, Matthew 930, or uh, set their watch for 937 or 1002 because of Luke 102. Both say the same thing. Pray, and it, they have one of those beepers on their watch. It beeps, and it goes off, and they're reminded to pray the Lord of the harvest to workers. Let's ask God for it. This could, this could be the answer. Folks, we need to see revival in our land. The gospel's the answer. We got to have some people who are skilled and dedicated to sharing it. This can't be a passive thing. 
can't be just a thing on the side. We need some people who are skilled and dedicated to advancing the gospel. Amen? God bless you. So glad to have you along with us today. We get in the Word of God here every day, talk about it, pray about it, allow it to transform our lives. If you're new today, welcome. I hope you'll subscribe to the channel and join us regularly. If you come at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time live each morning, uh, there's an active chat here. People pray for one another. They share prayer requests. You can be part of that community, but you can watch later in the day if you like, or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom Short or Tom the Preacher. You'll find me there. God bless you. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.